Yes, my people, we're here again, another episode, Upfront Discussions. And today, we've got two for the price of one yeah, today. Um, we've got two individuals that come from a strong family lineage. They demonstrate the true meaning of togetherness. Highly educated, talented producers. They were part of the Esquad movement that were causing a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> when they were about they're also actors award winners and they took the fitness to another level when you see some of the video clips it's like they brought back the 90s vibe carnival <laughs> in hansworth park <laughs> So, if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, we have Twin Same Fitness, Twin Peas, Peter and Philip in the building. How you doing, brothers? I'll have to salute you for the introduction, man. I remember some of them things that you said. Salute for that. And this is why we're doing this podcast, you know, because we're trying to put out the positive narrative there's so many people in the community <clears throat> that do wonderful things, but we often don't bless them. And just saying that alone shows how many things that you guys have done together. Mm. So we're going to go on a journey today. Yeah, let's take it, man. Let's we're going to dissect right and get a good understanding of, 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 of you two. So to start with, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Names. Peter and Philip, that's where the name Twin Peas comes from. So twins and peas. Brother, Orf is a um, familiar with the rapid stuff that we did. He's the one that actually came up with the name. Yeah, he's freestyling one day and he said something, something Twin Peas. And I was like, wow, that's that's because we always we producers at first. It was us two and cousin One Eye as well, so the three of us. But then me and Philip more took the producer side seriously, and One Eye took the rapping seriously. So it was always like, what would we call ourselves? And my brother say that in a freestyle effect. Twin P, that makes sense. It's our name between initials. He was he was always making his own beats and stuff and rapping on them, freestyling on them. He used to make tapes and play them to us. Yeah, he would shout us out Twin P's, but we never came with that name. He came. He with came with that's with that's how we kind of ran with the name Twin P's as, yeah. as a producer name. I didn't know Fourth Lord was your brother, you know. Yes, <laughs> older yeah, brother. I didn't know. He learned something new every day. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> before. We start and get into the journeys. Let's bring it right back now to early years. Talk to me about your childhood. Where where did you grow up? And so, born City Hospital, Dudley Road. Before us two, that's like breakdown. My brothers as well. So both my older brother and older brother Marvin, Marvin as well. Before that, I lived my my mum lived in uh, Ladywood. Yeah, Ryland Street. Then we come into the mix. And we moved to uh, Hansworth, Farnham Road. Oh, Farnham Road, Farnham Road, Hansworth. Okay. But then, um, if you don't know as well, our dad died when we was young, innit? So my mum had 
my two other brothers from a previous relationship at that time was three years of age. Okay. So I think from there, I don't know if my mom didn't feel right. And I remember a story my brother used to stay, my mom used to stay in their room. So she just felt weird about staying in the yard. So I don't know if that influenced us to move in it. So from there, we moved to um, Huckley, Broad Street. So we yeah. there for another few years. And guess what? The next door neighbor, was this where the next door neighbor committed suicide. Oh. It was just mad weird. Yeah, stuff like that. I remember the car got rubbed outside the yard sometime as well. And the stuff like, um, and there was a lot of travelers around that area as well. So I remember some of the clothes would get, mum would hang the clothes, come back next morning, the clothes teeth off the line as well. So I just don't know if my mum just thought, my mum's Jamaican born as well. So she come over, proper Windrush era. So she come over here when she was 13. My grandparents sent her over, sent for her and my uncle, my uncle Leroy. So I think by that time, my mum's just tired of like, get old kind of thing. So from there, we moved to, um, Hampstead. Just to add on to that as well, I always remember my brother used to live in Hockley. I always remember my brother mentioning someone robbed the, sh- robbed the shop up the wall. Mom robbery or something. That just accumulated oh, to all the different things. things. Oh, so a lot, a lot of things was going. The next door neighbour committed suicide. That was it. I, I, want, I want to get out of this kind of mix. Mum's probably just felt funny in it. I'm probably just looking at the whole ocelot and just, I don't know. My uncle lived over Great Bar at the time. So I don't know if that was an influence why we moved over there as well. Hampstead. Hampstead. Hampstead Village by the little. Oh, so yeah. From there, from, I'd say from late primary age to, well, it's young, adults, 20, early 20s, we did most of our growing up in Hampstead. Because yeah. most of all of our family on my mum's <laughs> side, mum's side's hands were from my dad's side, Smith. Yeah. Obviously, because my dad, our dad passed away when he was young, we didn't really know much about him until later on in 18, I say our teenage years, because he's got all the siblings, brothers, and that. They didn't really check for us or nothing like that, so. Mm. That's what I hate about some of the older generations, a bit funny, man, but that's why I feel like we're different. It's influenced us to change the narrative as well, but yeah. most of the growing from my mum's side, so pretty much all my cousins, you, you know me, so all them, Hansworth base. Yeah. So it was always there anyway, from Hansworth Place Center and six weeks holiday. You know, the holidays were always at Place Center, my grands are near the park, cousins are near the park. We were yeah. was close to one eye, one eye is in Hansworth. We all used to be at one eye. Yeah. So it was just like, it was still in Antwerp anyway. It was, it was, and what year group would this be like? What year so, were we talking about? Like so, the early 90s? Yes. Early so 90s. 90, I can just picture 94. It was around Hampstead. Yeah. So we were, uh, 94, 95, I'd say. Moving to that area was a kind of like a crazy transition car. It was only it was like a handful of black people down there. Yeah. Time and and now, yes, yeah, a lot more multi, multicultural now. Yeah. Some more black and Asian and stuff. It's just different, man, and the languages are. You know, I don't know if you're um, if you're familiar with Yam Yang Yam Yang talk or oh, black, yeah. country. black country. Black country. Yeah. I always, always like that. I always remember in a school with it. He said, "What are you doing that for?" Huh? What does that mean? <laughs> just, yeah, it was confused. Yeah, Why don't you say, "What are you doing?" Yes, I was, yeah. I was, I was baffled by that. Okay. And then, um, to add on to that, my cousin, my cousin, one I he had dreads at the time. Oh. And when he used to come visit us, that was alien to people down that side of the about well, Hampstead kind of area. So, yeah. It was, a, it was like a cultural shock kind of thing. Yeah. They didn't understand it or sometimes they probably even say rude things or whatever. Yeah. And a racist as well mm. when we first moved. I'm just thinking that it was primary school, late primary school age and I remember someone casually saying black bastard on one kind. Yeah. It's just like, remember I was chasing him, but now I'm an adult and I'm looking back like, wow, the man was really saying that. Yeah. The mentality was really like that back then. It's crazy, man. I mean, something I always ask people, especially in that time period, the middle to late 90s what do you feel the community spirit was like then and comparing yeah. it to how it is now in general or the area who was 
connect, the connection. Of yeah, work. in terms of I the connection. Like it's more of unified because I feel like most of like our mums and dads age group kind of knew each other and I suppose coming from the wind rush kind of era, it was more of that pass on unity where you know who's who. Yeah. I feel as well now everyone's just spread out. There's no, I feel like the tradition's gone. Like, I don't know when our grandparents, I was thinking of grandparents and my mum's era. It's more, when you see someone on the road, you know who he is or and you just know that they've got a connection with us. I just don't know. I just feel like everyone's stuck to their, on their own way right yeah. now. Like they would know that so-and-so son or so-and-so's yeah. more dad or no, something. So more, more respectful. And yeah. they don't care. Or even if you do, yeah, it's just like, they're more just in their own thing. They're not really mingling with nobody like that. Yeah. I just feel like people stick with their own race and I suppose it filters down to us. Yeah. One's inter-relationship and what's all. I suppose that spreads the horizon as well in yeah. terms of the connectivity and all that. And, and that's the interesting thing. Since I've started doing this, everyone I've spoke to has said the exact same thing from mm-hmm. that time period mm-hmm. in terms of the community spirit, parents knowing each other. Mm-hmm. So if there was conflicts between the siblings, the yeah. parents could step yeah. in, step in and, and, and sort it out where we, we, we've lost that. I still mm-hmm. think it's there though. Like, I, I know I've got close friends and family members where I can pull up their son or daughter. Man. We got, I got two kids myself. He's got one daughter. I suppose it's the same. Like they could pull up my my kids as long as they do it in a in a way I can appreciate yeah. respect, yeah. respectful way. Yeah. I would never have nothing against it to be fair. Mm. But some people ain't like that. You tell your tell someone's kids off, and then you're gonna go to war with the parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of mad sometimes. But there is still the, it is still it there, but I would say but yeah. probably not as strong as it probably yeah was or should be. If we go into the the junior school era, what was schooling like for you, you guys, and what what were the interests? What were your interests? Say the schools we went to. I was interested in um, football. We got was at Brookfield's Primary School first. That's when we lived in Hockley. Then we moved to then we moved to Hampstead. That was Ferndale Primary School. I guess it was just, just ramping around. I don't think there was much real spark of an interest at the time. Yeah. It's more just ramping around, running around with yeah, friends and stuff like that. I think when we moved to Hampstead and we started playing football, play for the, for the football team, school football team. We got scouted by a guy. His name's um, Andy Hall Yates. His name is passed away over 10 years ago. He spotted us a team called Holy Name. He was about 12, 13 around that time. From there to, to the age of 17, 16, 17, we played for that team. So I think, so I feel like had we not have moved from Hockley to Hampstead, we would have been, I don't feel we would have been involved in the sports yeah, as much as, oh, I think where we, where we lived, when I look at it like this, I'm not saying this is exactly how it would have been, but mom's at work, like all the brothers are a nine, 12 year gap between us. They're out doing their own thing. Where we lived in Hockley, there's Newtown, there's Aston, there's Hansworth up there. There's too much um, influence that can kind of pull you into a negative yeah, space. Yeah. So I, I don't, I believe it would have been very different in that yeah, sense. I have to yeah. say, because we moved around Hampstead at the time, we haven't really got much friends like that. If you, that's yeah. why as well. It's good that we're a big family because we got back as children. When we're going back to Hansworth for children, my cousin, so I wasn't, we played out, but I, the connection wouldn't have been as strong as if I, I'm trying to think of my friend when we used to live in Hockley. I think it would have been a much more stronger connection with them. Than I, I, believe, I believe I would have been on some yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the rooms, yeah. I don't think I'd have, I'd be very different. Mm-hmm. I, I know I was, I was curious back then as well. I was, I was fast in that yeah. way. I know certain influence would have, Took me. Yeah. I know we had our brothers there, but the age gap was big enough for them to kind of like put us in check. Yeah. Needed, but yeah. I think there's only so much they could have did. 
And I suppose as well, because you're part of a big family, and from my understanding of the family, this is just from an outside view, you're very, very close-knitted. Mm. You know, it, do you think that helped as well? Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, remember, I remember seeing him. I mean, we used to live in Hampstead. And I remember I was, um, hey, that's my, that's my big cousins. And I remember seeing that. So that influence, I guess, had an impact of swaying us from going into the gang kind of, yeah, getting mixed up in that kind of crowd. So we got big family. We're our own team, if you get what I mean. So, yeah. suppose if it was just probably just us two, we didn't have no cousins or nothing. Like that. Again, we could have probably got swayed a lot more. But yeah. we got, there's loads of them. I think of top man, there's at least eight of them that have good names. All around the same generation of age group get me. So it's like, why would I say I'm ripping X, Y, and Z when cousins here, we all kind of flex together. But we was younger, so obviously they're looking. It's even weird now when you see us all together because we're all similar age, but yeah. back then they're looking after us. Yeah. Looking, when my mum's going to work, we're in a big shift at the hospital, dropping us there. And then from there, they're looking after us, taking us to the park, Hansworth Park Play Centre. Yeah. There for the day, they'll go to our brands. You know, it's just different family member to family member yeah. kind of thing. So, like, it would, yeah. so much of us as well. Like you said, the age group ain't too, too much of a gap. It's kind of mixtures enough where still can interact on a certain level. Yeah. That kind of keeps you away from straying outside of outside of the yeah. Although although in gangs people get to the <coughs> mix up and mix mischief. Like them that like, was doing their thing as well, but they're not directly saying that these are just they're just from the area. Yeah. But they're not directly claiming. I feel like most of us are neutral because especially for them that like, they've grown up around so called opposition areas and the like, men's are cool men's are not grown up about it. So yeah. Again that's I think that's swayed man's I don't know if, if the thing where man just know himself and just more swayed. Like even mm. me now, I find it hard to have so much animosity and anger towards another someone that looks like me in my reflection. Yeah. I just find it mad. Like you have to really violate for me to want to do the most yeah. harm to you. I just I don't. We've always been neutral. And and to be fair, you're not the first person to say that as well because I was listening to an interview with um it was um Bigos on that yeah. TV. And he said like similar things in terms of um he knows himself. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that, he said that he knows himself. So he although he grew up in an area where it so, could be easy for him to yeah. slip into and that, then, but because he knows we got to mischief and done certain things that would have definitely got us in trouble and mum was in prison and whatever else. But it's just when you're growing up and you try trial and error, you're figuring life out. Yeah. It's just this go through what you go through and it's just becoming the transition from Youngster to teen to a man and all that kind of stuff. Well. Yeah. You have to kind of go through, get certain things like system. I don't know. I don't. I feel like we knew ourselves enough to not get too lost to the point where it's just like we're just brainwashed with it. Yeah. I think, I think my thing once I got to a certain age, my thought process was legacy. So when I'm older and I want and I have kids, I don't want them to look up to me as bad man on the road who used to do X, Y, and Z. I don't want them to proud of me and say, "Yo, my dad does something constructive and positive." And, Something that people can be proud of and say, yo, that shit done. Is, is this yeah. the, like talking positive stuff? Yeah. Whereas even people that you may know that was the so called bad man on road, whether it be 10 years ago or whatever, you see them now. What I think to myself is, now that my big man myself, I think, have you really done though? Yeah. Nobody's going to be scared of you no more because we have age now. It's not to be fearful about yeah. nothing that you actually contributed good. So yeah. you ain't really done nothing great, so, really. So, 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 so I'd say all of them, but that's what, that was more my mindset. I want to wanna be. When I leave this earth or leave this area, or even if I moved away, I want positive things to be said about me. Yeah. Rather than yeah. I was associated or mixed up with this. Yeah. Cause this so, negative thing that means something that's meaningful. Yeah. I think not for the rockers, when you hear stuff that's going on, it's just like, I didn't even need to go down. It doesn't even make no sense or there's no source behind it. It's just 
mix up for nothing. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know what, I, don't know. I can't call it. Something on the um, touch on which um, it kind of kind of interests me as well. And you've said about carving out a legacy. What's it like growing up as twins? To us, it's just it's us. It's normal because we've always been that way. Growing up as a twin, it's like it's like a reflection of yourself. Sometimes even I could be humming a tune. He'll humming a tune in my head and he'll say it out loud. Oh yes, swapping, yeah, like finish that. over sentences or things like that. I'll be able to confide in him about certain things. It's almost like you're talking to yourself, like say you're yeah. talk, talking into the mirror. Yeah, but this person can respond back to you and reflect and, and kind of give you some kind of advice and whatever else. As well. Yeah, yeah. It's like certified best friend type thing. Like, no, no judgment or nothing. No, no, nothing. Like we, we, I just don't think there's no violation that can happen between us. That was he could. I could have my wife here and he could. He couldn't. Having a fear my wife, I would never, I would never fall out with him. Never happen. Still, that would never happen. But that's, I'm just trying to say the extreme thing, and I still, still my twin brother. Like, yeah. It's not gonna, it's not gonna break the bond. Yeah. Yeah. or nothing like that could come between them. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever played any tricks back in yeah. the day, growing yeah. up with like have, switching <laughs> around and? I've done that. Done it in, in, school, in school. In school. School. Certain jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? That. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I can never tell, you know, like, to be, fair, to be fair. To be fair, when people say that, they say they can't tell, but when they're around us a certain period of time, they say we don't look nothing alike. Yeah. Which oh, I always find kind of fascinating and confusing as well. See straight through. But I get it because the personalities will be a bit different. So Do you know I what, right? I have to admit to that with the personalities because through with Tanae and the, and the, and the training, because I spent yeah, yeah. a bit of time with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can slightly... Yeah. yeah, but since that training is like, you know, with the lockdown and everything, now if I see you, I'll be like, I don't know which one's which, yeah. but I have to spend some time and yeah. you get the personalities. Yeah. I think I saw you once at um, the gym, is it JD Gym? West Bromley? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was first, yeah, yeah, I thought it was you and I thought, you know, I'm not even recording now, I'll just talk, I'll just talk until you say something yeah. and then figure it out. Uh, yeah. Even if we'll see people, Sometimes, obviously, going through our own individual paths, we know, I know people personally that just know me. There's been times when I've been, you know, in town, people are calling out his name. Yeah. Sometimes, because it's long, you don't understand how long it is. Sometimes, to sometimes I just pretend to just pretend. Just to cut their whole headache of, nah, you know, what, wrong twin, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you do that, and then they'll probably try, oh, remember when we did this? Then you have to explain that. You know, it's not even me. <laughs> <laughs> it seems wrong ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, we can relate to it. Let's even say like our dad passing away because you can relate. But you got someone else that can um, that's felt like the same thing. Yeah, you know, on your own in that sense. So when you feel you feel down about it or you feel a bit lost or you feel like you want to reason, feel like you had that some person to reason with. Yeah, feels more confident that you got someone else, someone that's more that's like you that can share that as well. That amongst other things too. I want to talk about now S Squad. Yeah, the name the name S Squad. Shout out to my cousin Zeke's. He he had a promotional. Well, from what I remember, anyway, he had a promotional company where he did dances and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was called Esquad Promotions. Yeah. That was his thing. I don't know if he did it with someone else. I'm not sure of the name. When that fizzled out, we kind of, it was us two. And one I, like you said, we went to a college course called Access to Music, where we learned reason and other things, music theory. Music production. Yeah, music theory and stuff. And then we started to just make beats and, and tunes ourselves yeah. between us three. Yeah. But I think while I was doing that, I think C4, he was already rapping. I think Euro was already rapping. Yeah, I think yeah, Meeks, Meeks 
Vix was with what mingling yeah. around with Vortex and was kind of yeah, used to go. Yeah. Used to Everybody everywhere. was kind of doing their own thing, but I think us going to college and us same with that beats kind of solidified it, and all of us have come around the same circle. So Mix was with yeah. in the studio with, with Vortex and them DAZ and all them. I think um, that was, yeah, and fourth obviously he was doing his thing as well. He's it always been a hip hop head from early though, so that's you that's kind of how really we got into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Taught us how to make beats and stuff. Yeah. All the hip hop knowledge we know, yeah. artists and that. Yeah, even though it would have been um, so we kind of got our old head when it comes to the music. So a more East Coast, well, both us more East Coast nineties kind of era. Yeah, ours was Mob Deep. That was kind of that's always been my kind of genre and artists of choice to go and listen to. Yeah, even now, fourth would be coming from the era where. The deep hip hop, you know, Jay from the like MTV raps yeah, yeah. and and so, and so, so forth. So we get used to watch them. That's from him. Yeah. I can, from I, them, like, I can, um, um, older brother. When we used to live in my oldest brother had a brethren up the road. He used to have, I think they had the um, the sky. What you could, what's it called? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the sky, I think, I think the sky. But what they called it when you, it's not legal, basically. Yeah. yeah. But he used to record it and then and he used to borrow us the tapes as well. And we used to watch it. Seeing seeing the young TV reps. This was like was about seven, eight around that time. Yeah, I remember seeing the Nas and one from back then. That makes sense, right? How Esquad come out because to me, I always associated it gave me that kind of like Wu Tang feel of how you like just bang, you was just out there everywhere. You know, it was the crew of you together. Everyone was doing different things, but you were always together when you're coming out and performing. Your music—that's you, that's, your that's music. the, the family element. We were all cousins as well, isn't it? So. yeah. The brothers, obviously, we're brothers before, so our brother meets and damn man brothers. Yeah. Like I said, it was similar age, generation, age bracket. So I just feel that it was all on the same page in terms of music and style that we do. Yeah. And the, the, S, the S of the name Esquad comes from our family surname as well. And the thing about it with the family as well, if I speak to my mum now, she knows mm-hmm. like all older generation people yeah, know that family. So that's why I say at the start, is a strong family lineage because it's it, it, it's there ingrained in the community. Sometimes you don't realize me. It's true. Yeah, met, met a lot of them late as well. Yeah, really grow. And what was that like growing up and not knowing that side of the family in the early? To be, to early be fair, when we got to know them. We had a um, family member got murdered. It, was my, it would have been our sister's son. So he, got, he got murdered. He got, sh- he got shot in the jungle, maybe. Okay. Yeah, man, and then older brother on the dad's side kind of got in, got in touch with us, and that's when we st- that's when we started to meet the rest of them. Yeah, so, so looking around to see yeah. different sisters and nieces and nephews. Like some of us are similar age groups as well. So, oh, so okay. It's crazy how we didn't even meet up in a way of trying to chirp. So yeah, yeah so, so I'm grateful that that didn't happen. We ain't all we ain't all people. So it's a matter I'm glad it never happened. But easy to happen. Easy to happen. Like you chatting to someone. It's your family member. That's why, again, I'm really strong on random is breathing up the place as well because all, all them things run in my head. Like, imagine you just got everyone scattered all over. They don't even know each other. They don't know each other, I'm, yeah. I'm big on now when I have my kids that we see all their family members yeah. to the point where they look at their family members or cousins like it's their brother and sister. And like, I yeah. want to establish a relationship so it's comfortable. Yeah. Like, what's that growing up? That's what when Philippe was just saying about us not knowing our dad's side properly. I don't want to. Exp- I don't want it to experience. It. I know that I feel horrible not to not know them. Yeah. It's, it's mad now that we've cemented a relationship to where you would never tell us saying you would never think that. Wouldn't have thought it's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Proper tight unit, man. Because it's all it's just proper tight, bro. So yeah. 
Yeah. Back then, not grow, growing almost in a way, man's fat half <coughs> complete, bro. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't really know, know everyone on mum's side. Yeah, it's on my dad's side now. Like, my dad's got older, my mate got older brother, he passed on now. Yeah, like, and I, when I checked back, grandparents' church and that, he used to always go to that church, but for some reason, he never used to. It's weird, bro. I just found it. I remember that. I remember that, man. Yeah, only when he was, when he was, he, he, he's gone now, passed on now, bro. At his funeral, I remember I was stuck in my head when he, um, the pastor said he's been a member of the church for 25 years. So, so yeah, Thinking, hold on, I'm, old, I'm older than that, so he knew. Funerals, check force kind of thing. Yeah, dropping a little, yeah, the little one, ten, ten, twenty pound, or no, that's decent. Like make man know certain things. Made me feel that way when I um when I knew when I realized that. Yeah, yeah. Auntie, auntie as well. Same. I remember one, remember one time I was in town. This is when toys, I used to go back when toys are us. You know where Toys R Us used to be? Yes. Palisade that's near by the Rupiko Rap, I can't remember. Yeah. <coughs> but I remember walking us to walk with our mum and that, our auntie, my dad's sister. You know when someone acts like they sees you but act like they don't see you? Yeah. That's yeah. what she does, style it on us. But we're young, but I still clapped it away. And then yeah. when she seen us, like, oh, no. And it was like, my mum pulled us up and said, see, see that? My mum was never bad mind or nothing like that. She yeah. Said, that's always stuck in my head. I, think. I don't get how they flex like that. Bro. Yeah, they're like yeah. twins. The youngest ones are my dad's kids. Twins. Why would you not want to? Yeah, on my dad's side, he's got. I don't know if it's confusing mentioning basically. My dad's side, he's got just four, four sisters, four older sisters, and an older brother. Yeah, that's we're all close now. All the siblings, <coughs> all my my nieces and nephews. Yeah, close man. Got niece and nephew similar age to us. So it sounds weird to say. Yeah, the same uncle and I'm saying so my niece. Sounds sound, sound, like, sound weird. Stuff. Sounds weird. Used to it now, I guess. But yeah, you got someone. You you got a niece who's older than slightly older than us. It calls uncle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's good that, as you said, you feel more complete now in terms yeah, of 100%. the relationship 100%. is solid, solid now. And and the positive thing is is that you've been able to navigate through. Mm. You know, the inner city, whereas, you know, the the percentage of people falling into bad crowds and, and so forth, especially probably going through having those feelings of not being, you know, complete. Yeah. It could have been easy. But as you said, you've got, you. it's a big family on your yeah, mum's side and, and that really kept you. Definitely helps. Yeah. I could offload onto my older brothers and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Skin having a twin brother can be the same. I don't know, man. Because... Sometimes as well as the older, that's what helped us not get too deep in the mix as well. Because they're older and they see the potential, especially when we do football. Yeah. That's one of the mad potential. So they might have one in weed and all that. They're helping us to steer us away. Like, oh, yeah. Remember my, my bro before one time, my auntie's wedding in New York. I catch you know that's okay, and then I box you up. It's funny, but you appreciate it because he's trying to, even though he's saying it in a weird way, in a yeah. different way. Yeah. He's trying to look out for you. Yeah. Because he sees a different. Yeah. To be fair though, and that both of us was never really interested in that anyway. Yeah. Like we, I remember I was, a, it was around ten. I think a couple of the couple of friends from around the area had it. You know when you go get the pack of cigarettes, yeah, yeah, yeah. ran round, went round a little corner and just kind of sparked it. But I remember I tried it. I felt sick. Man. Right, I back to me, soggy brother. Just sitting in that circle, passing yeah. around a cigarette. <laughs> time got to me. I remember feeling sick. Yeah, it kind of confused um, me. Think, hold on, why do why, why would people smoke this for anyway? Yeah, yeah, the drinking thing. Remember, people used to call it sessions back in the day. I don't know if they're familiar with that term. Yeah, yeah. people used to go drinking and smoking and that. Yeah, never interests me. Cause 
I was I was fully locked in and wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. And it was counted it was counterintuitive to be doing all that. Yes. And trying to be a footballer saying it never made no sense. Yeah. So I was always that always kinda football kinda installed that discipline to mm. if you want something you gotta move a certain way. Yeah. You can't be doing stuff that's not I suppose matching to that. Mums have always been sporty anyway, like I really tell like my cousins probably do a um, small thing do that. They, they're not really as sporty as, as even my older bro- brothers as well. Not, I don't think I'm really as sporty as we were. Yeah. Like football, athletics, athletics as well. Yeah. It was really, really much into that. I don't think that to be fair, we was naturally gifted at them things as well. It was naturally fast, slightly faster than me. Yeah. When we got called for the school athletics team, we was always broken up there. Yeah. Always winning. Yeah. I used to run at um, when all the schools used to be Paddy Stadium. Mm. Always used to pump first. 100 meters, 200 meters, and a relay. Always used to smash it. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was with no athletics training as well. We're, just natural we're training, just natural, natural. trainers yeah. to, to run on the other, the other people that they spikes and we're wearing our everyday training. Was <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's what I wish we had a bit of a mentor though. That's what I we yeah. talk about. More guidance and that. More guidance. Yeah. I tell you, we, we would have been deep into that field. Yeah. We, what's at this age now, looking at a youngster and you can see their, see the their talent and their potential. Yeah. You know, kind of coax them, say, yo, yo, you thought about this, try this. Here's this training yeah. regime for the and can get better so yeah. I wish we would have had that back then because just after the raw talent that we had got us so far that's why I say there. with the youths nowadays they have way more opportunities than it was back then mm-hmm. and it's like things are switched around the talent was back then mm-hmm. but the guidance wasn't always there with the mentoring now they've, they, they've got the guidance and people out there to direct them yeah, still is talent there, yeah, but I know but you're the, the, the drive though to, to, to it's to the way it. of life though because because you got everything so fast. The yeah. attention span is is different. Yeah, so you got too much distractions, whether it be the phone or the tablet. Yeah, thousands of channels on on the TV on YouTube, friends, this WhatsApp that. Yeah, I think it's more more of that confusion rather than where we was when we was go out to play. Yeah, rather than just go chatting with Reginald or playing Fortnite or them kind of games. Like, yeah. Knocking door. Yeah. yeah. Asking if he can play out. Can't, <laughs> yeah. can't, phone, can't phone him. What's up him? Yeah, you're knocking. That's it now. Help is there, man. Snapchatting now. That's what they're doing. Well, yeah, see, with yeah. the sports as well, what another factor is which is a disadvantage. That's why I rate you and how you do with your daughter. That when we're doing our sports and it's not on, it's unfortunate that not a lot of our family could come and support and watch us. Whereas you seeing your friends, um, Parents, play parents there on the sidelines with the uncle, aunt, grandparents there screaming at the and the picture. Get me? Yeah, it's that, it's like that cheerleader kind of vibe. It gives you the extra energy. Never, I never forget we had a school, we had a school final, cup final. Me and the score was two one, and me and him scored the two goals. But now, now how much I would have loved to have seen my mum or brothers and them or okay, recording album. just to see that. Yeah, Albion. Yeah, at the Albion ground. It's interesting, you know, because it's funny. That was kind of the norm back then, where you just go up. We went football, little league, and and so forth. We'll just walk to little league. We were just walking by yourself with your friends, and it, Kevin. We'll be doing that, and it was the norm not to really have you. Imagine that. Imagine if you did have that. Yeah, yeah imagine you did. I think, I think that. I think more the white parents was more on it to be with there. That's what I. Looking back now, that's how I yeah. see. More the white parents was more there at the sidelines, kind of invested, invested. Yeah. Shouting, coaching him. Come on. It's interesting <laughs> it's you say that, you know. You like wow. that. While yeah. we're parent, while we're playing, mom's at work doing a big 12 hour shift at the hospital. Or yeah. It's all in factors as well. Mm. If she don't go to work, then now she's yeah. raise, she raising four boys in the yard and her own. So yeah, it's interesting. Pops as well, so he, that's out the equation as well. So yeah. kind of, there's no way around it looking back in our situation anyway. 
you know what? I've only yeah. thought about it now. Now you said it, you know, reflecting back really in terms of that was the norm then. But it was just normal. But when you think about it, deepest, what could been, we have been if... It's true. Yeah. I've never true. thought about it. Imagine that. Like imagine that. you say you got a little brother or they say little, little miss. Imagine you get all your family, all your bridges and you're coming to support her. Imagine that yeah, yeah but that's when she's just touching the confidence right, that she's just touching the ball oh, and you're screaming at, all the yeah. noise inside that's how com- it was that confidence some boost. Of the, some yeah. of the players that used to pop mm. imagine what? if all of them I say we got big old cousins imagine all my cousins on the when playing football is on the sidelines so like, go on go to yeah <laughs> gas man up man you also realise that those things there confidence and self-esteem boosters as well especially for younger kids that's why with my own daughter I'm, I'm conscious of certain things that I'm kind of sure or what I want to be want to say around her so yeah. when she's interested in something I want to I want to show that I'm, I'm there I'm interested mm-hmm. and implement stuff so yeah. even school run I try and make sure I do the school runs regularly I, lo- I love doing it to be fair yeah I love doing it I love making them know- I love knowing that I know the two the teacher is I know yeah. I know what the school looks like I know yeah. Can mingle and get to know who some of their kids' parents are. And what yeah, yeah, I like that fact rather than just hearing how you do, yeah. how you get at school. I yeah. love actually going and seeing, dropping them off to school, yeah. coming back to them. I love that. It makes me feel good. Yeah, and just going back to my own childhood, man, the man's never really get that. I suppose that's what makes me want to do it even more. Do the feeling. Definitely, you don't want, you don't want them to feel. No, you want them to feel a little bit of that, so you just avoid it, just make it. So right. that's so much more better. It's, yeah. when I, it's only when I realize man's experience a good few bit of adversity from a young age. Yeah. And I even had a, oh, another nephew that passed away when he was two, one or two. Was seven at the time. He was seven, eight at the time. Yeah. Passed away, heart condition, RIP Jordan, man. So that's real. That's from a young age. You don't really, it's only when you get to adult, let's, yeah. adolescence, you go back and sit down and, and sit down and reflect it. Like, really, this happened and that happened. Yeah. How did that affect me? But, because you're going through life, I guess the COVID kind of taught us this. Yeah. Because you're going through life at 100 all the time. You don't get a chance to sit down and stop, have a pit stop. Yeah. It's always the next thing, but I guess COVID kind of made us sit down and reflect. Yeah. Like, what do you, what don't you like? You, you didn't want to be with, you even, you think, even think you're right for this person or whatever. Yeah. You get time to sit down and think, but I guess that's, we all need to do that for our own lives and reflect yeah. on where, what makes you tick or what makes you, like for me, when it, when it comes to us two, I'm always labelled as the, the reserved one or the quiet one. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to be like that. Yeah, can't Probably fully explain so, it. Yeah. That's happened Sometimes that's happened. I, I think myself is that I've been triggered by something that I'm like that car. I'm yeah. not trying to be like that. Yeah. So it's good to reflect on certain things and have processed and thought about stuff. Kind of dealt with them in my own way and kind of come to a conclusion. Maybe I'm like that because of this or yeah. It's just try from when I when I'm when I figured that out. That's on me to just kind of correct it as best as I can. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in primary school ages, and you know when you get, I don't know if you ever lost some of that, that morning feeling, when you get that yeah. horrible feeling in your stomach. That, 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 that young, that churning feeling. That naughty feeling in your belly. And I, I remember that feeling from a young age, but I don't know what that feeling is. So only when I've gone through something, older, I, know, I know that, you know, that's, that's like, like a depression, depression or, or anxiety or something. And yeah. I think those things, especially in the Archimedes, those things what we shy from, shy away from, no. Don't, don't really talk speak about it. Yeah. Don't really speak yeah. about them things like that. Let's go on to now Esquad is making some noise. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're moving now. 2009. You guys must have. I don't know how. The movie. One day movie. Yeah. How did you get involved in that? Dylan Duffers was a, was a key figure in that. 
he was he was the main character Flash yeah. shout out to him as well and there was a Penny Walker the director I think they arranged some kind of um, what's it like audition that's it auditions and then I think there was an old tax ring at the um, I think it was opposite the college and so that's what it was that, 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 one, that was arranged but it was more like audition as a rap group as a as a musical group also did S Squad get approached as a yeah, we, as a group we, we, it was kind of spoken about and was this film like a musical so obviously we, we was making noise doing the music so it was naturally it was going to be put as one of the people to audition yeah this. yes I think it was mixed up like the um, the forward or the, the, the intern about from what I remember as well I think Penny she kind of scouted fourth first I remember think, you know, Ford didn't even want to go. I think it's that kind of, he didn't even want to go. Yeah. Like, oh, didn't he? He didn't want to go. Okay. Kind of like, yeah, man, let's go, man. And then I think from there, I think, I don't know if Meeks and Dan, man, got a part of Nick's. Me, me, and my, me and my brother and a couple of others, we kind of written into the script. Oh. So we didn't actually have to audition for that, but the parts that we played, we kind of got written into the, the script of it. But it's like that role was made for you, it's just yeah. the way how. Yeah, looking looking back now, that doesn't make sense to Yeah. That whole experience of being on set, the behind the scenes stuff. What was it like? Sick, you know, sick. Sick. you know what, you know what as well, which is unfortunate because obviously you know the film got banned from the cinemas, but you don't understand how much people, how much in the area, little feudy relationships got squashed, beefs and stuff, or, oh, even, oh, even, yeah. avo- even avoided. Yeah, because yeah. was because people was actually working. Yeah, yeah that was actually a job for all, for all of us. So yeah, it was like a, it was a paid role as well. Yeah. Getting paid to do these things. And that's what I'm saying. That's why they said it's, it's mad that the police said it was a negative. You know how much people can put that on their CV if they're applying for a role or yeah. It made people have something that to say. And it gave you like a different outlook of like really seeing all these big cameras that you ain't never seen before. Yeah. yeah. Going to like the um where the trailer was, going to the little industrial estate. You got the you got the catering there, you got the, the trailer where you get changed, all kinds of different people, you got a stunt man there talking to him, chopping it up, talking about different films as being yeah. like really this yeah, is sick insight, man. Because I didn't appreciate that until I saw the, the behind the scenes footage and the pictures and then it blew my mind. I was like, this is what really went on exactly. behind the scenes. It was professionally Lo- done, I think. Loads of people that could have been doing a whole load of negative stuff, acting professionally. Uh, that summer was a lot quieter than it could have been. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's, uh, again, I always talk with this platform is pushing out the narrative because no one talks about that side because it's more the positive side of what that film for me i believe the film and esquad was before its time there's a few other um you know rap groups in the area that i feel was before their time slash yeah it would have been massive right now especially with the social media definitely before their time if they were out now the things that they were doing then you know, it, they were organized. They, like they looking were, from afar, not, not really know. I'm one or two of them, not knowing that you can see them and organized. Them, them and all, them and kind of went viral in their own way, especially with that game thing. Yeah. I don't know. They had the, um, it's that group called the guy with Dappy. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's the, um, end, end of, end of, yeah. Link. So they had, they had a good little, they had a nice lane yeah, for themselves, man. And I always saw, Squad has been the same because again, and I, and I said this to um, Dan Man, you know, Meeks, right? Because I remember outside um, Winston Green Prison, and he flagged me down and was giving me the CDs and and so forth. He was really, it's really busy. Meeks is on it the most. When it comes to that kind of side. Meeks is organized. Man is telling you get on MySpace at the time. You think people were wondering what MySpace was, but that was the 
the main platform. Yeah. yeah. On Facebook. I remember you telling me about Instagram. Kiss my tea, like, but yeah. I went back and be like, we're on it now. Yeah. It makes sense to go on it, but at the time, I'm like, I always remember when Twitter first came out, go sports to Noriega. I think, hey, no Noriega. You know what it was him though. Yeah, you don't realize that accessible people are. The people are accessible. It's way different now compared to. Yeah, shout out to me for that. It definitely put us onto the social aspect and the consistency working and I'm I'm with the one day movie because at the time, and even I quietly said that in terms of, I don't think I was ready for a film and musical. You know, coming from you know, the area where it was. But then when you look now and you think, is it what Shiro's story and, and, so and Ratman doing all that similar, similar things? And then you reflect back on one day. It's, it's like, same, ah, same it's, but it was before it's time. Imagine that came out now, different impact. Even even with that, we didn't realise how, we didn't realise it was going to turn into a film like That's that. At first yeah. when I heard it, we thought it was going to be a Channel 4 advert. Oh. And then we thought it was going to be a short film, like half an hour. Yeah. Then we had it going to the cinema, like cinema. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Seeing how it's, it's played out, seeing people, seeing, seeing the script. Yeah. Like, really, this is bigger than yeah, what I still, thought it was going to be. Still got the script at, at my yard as well. Yeah. It's mad, man. It's just mad. You know, when you're in it, you just don't think, you're just trying something. Yeah. Say, you know, we're not, I'm not thinking it's going to be as noticeable and big as it was. I'm just doing yeah. it. It's like something to do with it. fell into our timetable, whatever, lifestyle at the time. It's, it's just see what I'm going to do. It's never a film like this is going to, we're going to refer to it back. It's almost 10 years, yeah. like 10, over 10 years or all the film, isn't it? Yeah. Even yeah, picture, pictures on the cover, like, yeah, I, ain't, I, ain't expected, I ain't expected to be that big like that. Well, it goes back to what you're saying, like the legacy, because it's always something that will always be there. And then Peter turns stone man. <laughs> the car scene. <laughs> the, the car scene. <laughs> you know, that's the media. Peter that gets run over in the car scene. But yeah. What, what was that like? Like acting yeah, like that part? See, when you said, did we switch around? Make it, I make it finish, but I was a part of that scene as well. You had to switch around. I couldn't make, there was a the same way I couldn't make it and he had to do the scene for me. But you see what I mean? With that one, we had to practice. <laughs> it was good just practicing the stunt. I forget his name and that did the start. I wish I knew his name. Something. Something OD, Jack. Something OD, I think. Oh, yeah, no one man named Peter as well. Yeah. Get his surname though. Was it James? James Oldies? Something, something like something that. Like he was yeah. a good though, man. He was the one that was teaching us because Euro was in the scene as well. It's a part where, where I get stabbed in the leg. Yeah. We go to get run up on Dylan in the yard and stabs me in the leg. We all rehearse that scene. Yeah. Max. <laughs> was that right? Was it Ryan Old? Yeah. I'm sure that Ryan Old. Yeah, the, the G Man saw all at the time. Like towards where Farm Fuse is now. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, had that, yeah. he had that there. So that's where he was doing a rehearsal, I remember. I was, I was actually watching a clip of that the other day as well, you know, when I was sending you the footage. Yeah. It's mad to see us jumping on Dylan and the yeah. noise and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. And then did that scene. And then for the car bit, again, it's just using the mats and it's rehearsals, practicing. He's obviously guiding me and telling me how to do it, how to style it out. I got stabbed in a leg to make it look believable and all that. Yeah. It's, just, it's like good experience, man. Yeah. Thinking about it, seeing all the fake blood, how to do it, and that. it's just learning. When you watch okay. a film, you think, oh, that's how to do this. Or, yeah. That's how to cheat. Because we were filming as well, a lot of this filming's done backwards. So, how you like watching the film at the start, we're probably filming that. That's the last ever shot. Oh, is it? And then probably filming the end because they got to look at the weather and the availability and all that as well. So, it's yeah, mad how they do And the, the, the day and the light, yeah, yeah, light and yeah. day and stuff. Call it like a continuity. If I shoot a scene that's say 50 minutes into the film and then that one first and then I need to do one say 20 minutes in yeah. and I make sure we're the same things 
ears the same, haircut or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, make sure it's it matches. Was it long days? So like a, I'll say like, like a wear it to like me. Working there like an eight hour. I would say like that. To me. You got, you got looked after the woman. Yeah. When you had your scene, someone phone you the day before. And make sure you to find out where you are. You get picked up, drop you to the to the set. Yeah. You get changed and eat food. From there, you get dropped to the scene where you need to go. Dropped home if you need or whatever. Make yeah. sure you got looked after. Me. I can't. I know people said had a bit of a negative opinion on the film and say betrayed black people a certain way, but. Most things do happen. Probably not as exaggerated as in the film. Yeah. My experience of that film was very positive. Man. Yeah. I had fun doing that. It was a great experience in terms of getting paid to do something legit. Yeah. And so fun that I've never done before. Yeah. Did you feel like where? <coughs> exactly. And, and did anything come off the back of that? Um, in terms because of... Because it got banned. I thought what we were supposed to do, what was re- I think the prequel was supposed to happen. So that one day, I think what happened before... But one day it was supposed to happen. Oh yeah. But obviously, because it got banned, and I think I don't know what to do. I don't know the ins and outs fully with the funding and all that. Yeah. And obviously, as years go by, we're all getting older, so yeah. Because it would be the film before one day, so eventually we're all gonna look younger. But as the years are going by, we're yeah. gonna look older. Or things and then certain things happening in other people's lives. That I don't think it made sense to carry on again. But yeah. I think that was the original plan to do the preview. Believe it did good stuff for um, Lady Leisha. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how much of a spark it helped with their career, but yeah. I know it would have done something good. Obviously, yeah. Dylan as well. He did more films and things it's like that. Yeah. Couple yeah. of the couple of the cast yeah. that had um, that was in the film, they had like a um, some documentary kind of thing oh, as well, spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. He was able to film their own documentaries like that and small short films as well. So yeah, those things came off the back of them for them. Yeah, I think I've, I've, I've done a, we've done a few extra stuff. Yeah, like uh, done some short stuff for like Casualty. Okay, Spy One type stuff, but nothing crazy, crazy like that. nothing yeah. on that level. Yeah, yeah. Personally, yeah. anyway. What what was it like? Because it, it premiered. Did it show in? It showed in a cinema once, didn't it? I can't remember which one. Yeah, it did. It, it showed Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah, it showed in Wolverhampton because yeah, it got banned in all. That's what I'm saying. It's unfortunate how they did it still. I think they played it there. Can't remember exactly. Like, oh, we didn't go to that one. We had went to the premiere when it was in London, so we went to Leicester, Channel Four, Leicester Square, or one of the places. What was that experience like? Mad, that was, that was, it was nice, man. You look at red carpeting and <laughs> yeah, just going through. I think pictures were taken. Or the cast got together yeah, to watch the film, took pictures and stuff. Couple of celebrities. I can't remember who exactly. It was just weird, mad, like wow. Good to be crazy, a part of it. I'm definitely grateful to be a, yeah. a part of it. Yeah. Now, like I say, it solidified a lot of. Relationships with between people, yeah, you know, and that's it as well. Yeah. Before we move on to twin same fitness, I want to talk about education okay. because you've got degrees, and it's something that I'm passionate about because the 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 subject area that you've got your degrees in. I remember when I was leaving school or throughout school and going to college, I always wanted to do sound engineering, mm-hmm. but I was always told. There's no work, there's no jobs yeah. in that. And to this day, I think I was talking to you about it. Yeah. To this day, yeah. I still regret it. <laughs> Not the fact that, okay, then there probably isn't jobs in there, but it's something that I wanted, yeah. something that I just wanted to, to have, irrespective of whether, <coughs> you know, there's any work in it. I just wanted that. Yeah. Talk to me about your experience so in terms right, of... You're right about there not being no jobs. It's kind of an a bit of a bittersweet relationship between the degrees though. Yeah, the sweet part is that we, I think, when in our household, we're the first one with a degree, so yeah, kind of set the bar for our to be fair, kids. Obviously, over then, aunt, two or three aunties was us two and Dan man. Yeah, the graduates in like mom's side of the family anyway. Yeah, in that sense, it was a, it was a, yeah, couple, couple females, but in that sense, it's a, 
something to be proud of because it's not expected. Yes. You know, you don't see no one, no, you need to get no blueprint from no one else to, to follow that route either. It's kind of your own decision. Yeah. In uni itself, I think I was kind of more, I was a bit disappointed with the teaching. Okay, with your car. Yeah. I thought, when you think university, you think elite kind of high standard yeah. level, but kind of felt like a college level. Oh. And then when we got to later years, people who had graduated a year before was coming to teach us certain modules because it was a lack of um, tutors and teachers around. Yeah. Someone who graduated a year before was teaching us something, but you're not qualified enough to teach us something just because you got a um, yeah. high grade on your assignment or a first in your degree. That's yeah. not good enough to, that makes sense. So yeah. that was a bit frustrating in that sense. And speaking to the, some of the tutors and asking them, okay, where can I go with this? There's no real guidance and saying, you know what it is as well? Where, where when, can I go with this kind of thing? When you initially start the degree, this is what I'm going to say to a lot of people. They're going to give you the, the smoke and the lights and mm-hmm. give you the perspectives. I say, you're going to do this. Initially, yeah. what I wanted to do was TV, um, sorry, sound for TV and film stuff like that. It's called sound, it's sound the, designing. The, the sound idea came stuff. from being on the back of one day as well. So seeing all the sound in our it's more what made me say, yo, go, you need to do this. Yeah. Man, do the beats, but thinking, yo, if I can get this as well and do it as a career. Yeah. Wow, imagine, but it's not as easy. It's, it's very clicky, it's very small. Kind of going to know someone to kind of get in. Yeah. You can't just, you can't just scroll to, you know, look at job sites where you can scroll down and you got the, there, the like list it. of different type of jobs, accounting. That's not on there. That one's not on there. So you oh. kind of got to find your own but way. Ben, to the benefit, though, in terms of just like evolving as as, as people um, are, are being able to articulate ourselves. Yeah. Definitely have to be able to just to be able to write, be able to um Harvard ref <laughs> Harvard yeah. reference, yeah, in the reference and things are the stuff like that, you know, presentations and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. you can't you have to give a presentation about a piece of work you've done. Yeah, stuff like that I've never we've never really done before. Yeah, on an um, educational level to articulate ourselves. So yeah, oh that's the positive, and ultimately we've got a degree, so I can say to my two kids and younger family members, I can show them that I did it. I know, like. They go when they get to them levels and they want to go into higher education. Yeah, I can show them that I know how it feels, I can relate. You know what it is when you get some people who say go to this, go do that, go do this, but they haven't they done themselves. it themselves, yeah, so you can't really relate to them. Yeah, so well, you can't, they haven't, you don't feel like they've got that call sign to, to, to be able to tell you that, but because we've done it, mm-hmm. I feel more more confidence in your, in your tone when you're saying it to them. Yeah. You yeah. can say you can justify it, I did this, so so even if they was to. To, um, decide to go uni or they feel like quitting or feeling no, some type of adversity no you can say, say no yeah. I know exactly what that's like I've done it I felt the same but I still did it anyway still mm-hmm. finished it yeah. I, was a, I was a parent at the time um, so managing that as well was a challenge as well yeah, yeah did it, and, that, and that's the side that people <clears throat> don't see because your parents now so you both fathers but you're still doing your degree and yeah, how, doing a degree, you know, it's not easy. It's not, it's not like just a walk in the park, you know. Days where you feel like, you know, <laughs> sometimes you, you, you luck. balance it with the finances and you, uh, it's luck. So you, you know you're going you know to be broke in that, in that space. You're going to be on a deficit for a little bit. Yeah. It's knowing that in your mind, but you still do anyway. Yeah. Kids that teach per- perseverance and when, you, when you're facing adversity, you still got to push through. Yeah. You want something at the end of it. Mm. So even though we didn't get initially what we wanted, which was some form of work, I guess it taught and installed some different things with us that we didn't yeah. really it's definitely expect to get from it. Yeah. And, and just, just showing that, because I say from school, we went down for high school, it's called Q3 now. We left school, we didn't leave school. No, I think they left in one GCSE. One, one GCSE, that was P, GCSE, P, like, yeah, C, yeah. That, everything else. <laughs> everything else, rubbish. Everything else in the alphabet. So, but fast forwarding, like, well, we went to 
ads were all against us, and we yeah. did it. You had to do in order to get to get into you. We had to do a few adult courses, type of yeah. courses, type of courses to qualify for the UCAS and all that. In that sense, it's a big achievement. Car doing rubbish in school and then being a graduate later on down the line. Yeah. But even looking back in school, I wasn't stupid. I just I was bored. Just didn't apply. Yeah. I hated, hated going from hated sitting down and being lectured to then or from one lesson sit down and be lectured to. I used to like wait for it. it's lunchtime because you could run around and yeah. PE was always my favourite lesson. Yeah. It's active, it's physical. I liked yeah. um I think it was food technology, the technical kind of ones where the hands on stuff. Yeah. I just hated sitting down man and what being lectured to. I was good at maths as well. I was in I set was, two or one. I was trash at all. Man. I just kept missing. <laughs> yeah, I was more, mm, I more, probably more the academic one. I was so monotonous or this snake catching my, my um, engagement, man. Yeah. I just couldn't stick with it. So I, I got dropped down to set three. Yeah. Go to set three. The GCSE paper that they give you, you can only get a D in it. So oh, I, I was bound to fail anyway. Yeah. So I, yeah. Not, I know how I'd say it in the other one and applied myself a certain way. Yeah. I would have got the grade I needed. So it would have been better. Yeah. But again, that came from the um, the guidance thing how you coming home and no one ain't really drilling you to say yo you've done your work or yeah. that work your brothers are they, they're old enough doing their own thing they don't give a shit yeah. <laughs> not going to be asked like that so yeah. watching TV or playing computer or something you're not really thinking I've got to do my school work or read a book or yeah. and the guidance would definitely would have helped kind of more gave me that confidence and I think when you're doing things in school like that when you're doing certain um, topics like algebra if it was broken down in a certain way Algebra is like coding when you think about it. Yeah. What, what's like like video games? So, so if it was broken down in the sense that you need to know yes. coding, yeah. you need to know be good at maths in order to code to get this game to work. I think it was applied to me in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I had a list of that. Yeah. I remember Konami was Konami was a big name. Uh, the football game and Metal Gear Solid. I used to love them games. Yeah. So someone said, "Yo, this is how they make it." Yeah. I didn't know that. It would have, it would have interested me more. Yeah. But sitting down, a teacher don't look like me different kind of background so I'll take engaged it's kind of I just want to ramp around get with the girl out mess around with the girls or something or talk about wrestling or something yeah <laughs> so both of you they're different in school then really isn't it? there was a little bit of the you know what it was I think this is like he more academic I was more in the lower sets for, from what I remember for most of the um, most of the key lessons like English yeah. and maths and, you know man it's kind of just, I say give up but you already know that you're going to go and get a certain I don't know what it is as well I just thought, how am I going to be judged on something on an exam GCSEs when I'm 15, 16? How is that going to dictate the rest of my life? But, well, those don't, those funny yeah. years for a certain remember, remember when you're trying to apply for jobs and you know, when you go to those, um, what do you call them, temp kind of places and you got the jobs on the on the window. Oh, like the agencies. agencies. Yeah. So that's it. yeah. You got the jobs on the on the window. They say you need this trade for that. Say so straight away, you're like, oh, I can't even apply for that. Looking at the old ones, the ones you can apply for, you're like, I don't want to do that though. Yeah. So it does, it does effort yeah, yeah. your self-esteem in the sense of you don't feel good enough. Yeah. So that can have an effect as well, follow you through life and you, you end up applying for the the, the, um, the jobs that's not going to really gonna get you nowhere. Not to this yeah. no one who was yeah. warehouse picking, but that's not going to really, it's not a career path. Yeah. But those are the kind of things you might have access to because you haven't elevated your steps up your game or yeah. your qualifications or kind of thing like that. And then you kind of just... You don't think do nothing about it, which which what we did by going uni and stuff. You just kind of stay in that, that low vibration, I guess you could say. And it really goes back to more. what you were saying earlier on as well, in terms of we don't speak about certain things. So when you touch on topics like low self-esteem, because we don't talk about it or probably at the time we don't recognise that it yeah. messes with our self-esteem, it goes undetected or you know, there's no one supporting or and, and so forth. It's, it's I definitely looking back. I definitely say I, I definitely had low self-esteem at points. 
life, especially when it comes to um, like getting a certain job or think believing you can get a certain level of finances. I remember, yeah. I remember saying as long as you can pay, as long as you can pay the bills, that's that's all you should worry about. Work. Yeah, from it's the like yo, you can earn six figures. Like that was never that. It's only no. later in our adolescence yeah. I can say I've had that. Like, I, I, mean, know, I know, I know, I know, I can know. get that. I know, I can. Really I know, I'm good really. enough for that. Yeah, yeah. So you get little, some little job. Yeah, oh, it's a little job, isn't it? All right, you see them little kind of. Yeah, it's, you don't want to hear. You don't, even though it's kind of comforting to hear that. Yeah. You don't need. It's not good to hear that because you want. You're just gonna keep it there. Yeah, to be like no, you can. You're better than this, man. You can do this. Yeah. What about have you tried that? This can make you give. This can give you this kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you start opening up your mind. I think that, that's yeah. what I'm more was would have been like to have been asked when a mentor or some what type of lifestyle do you want? But when I'm really enough, what I want, my big obviously everyone big yard, nice piece of that nice lifestyle. They they will put me in the categories where you need to have these kind of qualifications. Yeah, to be looking at these type of roles. That's I never we've never really had that. Yeah, it's like figure it out. I remember going to, I don't know if it's still there, a place called Connections. They was kind of like that. Connections, because there was one of, is it Soul Road and so forth? There's quite a few. It would have been the same Soul Road I went to, or West Bromwich as well. I remember remember speaking to the woman and I said, I like music or I want to get to music. I said, why do you want to do music? Looking back now, it was like, you almost crushes someone's dreams of or um, kind of something that you want to get into because it doesn't have to be just making beats or being a rapper. There's loads of things you can get into. Yeah. It's almost like, like, why do you want to do that for? You can't can't do nothing in that. So those kind of things was disheartening as well. Cause you just, yeah. again, you think I want to do that, but it's pointing me to the, the board where warehouse pickers and different things like that. That's that's not where you want to be. Not, not man's yeah. purpose, not man's calling. These people don't realize, right? Because you see, and and this is why these conversations to me are so important. Because I was speaking to a <laughs> photographer. I was having a long conversation on the phone. And he talked to me about his experience going to the same jobs. Was it the careers development place, Kev, on, on up by Soul Road, top of Soul Road by the job centre? And he went in there and he said what he wanted to do. And the lady said, look, you can't do this. Go no. and do But he actually said he weren't listening. And he went and sourced his own, his, you know, comp- he liked computers. So he went and done his own thing. And I said to him, do you know what? It's funny you said that because I went up to that woman I don't know if it was the same woman, but the, the same place. Yes. I was like, I want to do sign engineering. And they were like, no, 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 there's no jobs in that. Like, you know, you, you won't do it. And plus you, the qualifications, you need this, you need that. Yeah, Why don't you get into like yeah, multi, yeah, multi-drop driving and factory work. And, That's what they tell you. And then you just leave there. It's feeling they a do, bit crushed. Like, but at the time, you don't realise it. It's only when you reflect now as an adult, you start mm-hmm. thinking that did dent self-esteem we don't realize it at the time and it and it's funny how from your generation to my generation which is a bit older to as i said his generation which is older than mine it's a similar pattern and it's mad this is why i said these conversations that we're having right is enlightening me because i'm realizing now and i'm reflecting back and thinking oh i'm seeing the pattern of it was a great the culture was togetherness mm-hmm. and then i'm seeing the pattern of some of the conversation that you know professionals will have how it kills the self-esteem but at the time you don't feel that it's just you're just taking it just on board it as you said yeah. it's just a little job a little job yeah but again to add on to that though it's like sometimes you can't really knock the person that goes the road route when, you, when you're going on to them kind of it's 
aren't really, you don't want them to do some of the stuff they're going to get up to. You don't really agree with, but how do you knock it up? Yeah. It's hard because it's, it's his own bus. It's his own, his own change and money. Yeah. He's doing. It's the yeah. only thing that about it is just, it's, it's going to end up one or two ways. Yeah. Which, is, which isn't really that good for him unless you come out quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that's, that's kind of affects you in that what way. What are you that's going on mad now? You know, Hedy, like, look at us, we've done certain routes and it ain't really popped up for us in St. Mary's. And they've just done whatever they're on quick time. Is. They're flourishing in it, but you can't really. Oh, not them, you, don't want it, you don't want it to be like that for them, but. I would have known know what to say to them. Someone, someone yeah. doing something like that. I'd have tell him to. He's providing it. He's doing, he's, he's doing what he's doing or making a certain amount and saying, don't do that. Go work here, but yeah, you're not your own it. boss. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna make no as much money like that. No one's gonna teach her how to make money like he can do the other thing. Yeah, it's true. I don't, man, I don't know, know what you say. I, to him. That's what I mean. That's what I think it is as well. I think most people have got an entrepreneurial mindset where they wanna, they don't want no one to be down there neck telling them what to do. Yeah. You know, I've been in certain jobs and I've had certain supervisors talk to me a certain way. And that, after, like after, outside of work, after holding, never talk to me like this. You know, yeah, after all you talk to me. Yeah, even that, that responsibility that, that alone is another thing that can mess with your, your self-esteem yeah. Yeah. You, you feel like you're being in order to keep your position and earn a little change you're making from the job yeah. you have to you're going to be spoken now to and you, don't, you can't say no it's got range you want to okay. do something about it but you're like you see, probably hear your mum and hear no man let's go go out to the little work <laughs> yeah the little work you're getting it close <laughs> yeah. yeah. you get the caught up yeah that's what I mean I can't really don't want to promote it, but for some of them can't knock the situation. Don't get me wrong though, there was some, some youths out there that have got everything already from when they were younger, had the latest trainers, got the latest console every year <laughs> until they're adults, but they still want to go on a madness. One, yeah. one thing, yeah. things I don't really rate, because you don't need and, to. Uh, another thing I don't rate is, your, is the parents that condone them things as well. Yeah. You know, they're the parents where they know their youths are doing what they're doing. Yeah. Just kind of, they probably take the little pocket money from that they may give to kind of keep them quiet or, yeah. I don't, I don't rate that stuff. Yeah. So if you if you're aware of them things, try and try and get them out of it or help them with something or even try and make them use if they get raise a certain money, make them do something legit with it. Yeah. But if you can do it then if your mum and dad's showing saying it cool then who else you, how can someone else tell you not That's to do the it? Thing, yeah. So yeah. I, in that sense I don't rate parents who call someone. Yeah. Let's talk about the fitness now. Twin saying fitness. When when did that start? Always been into sports fitness from young yeah, age. Early. Yeah. After school, we went to Warsaw College to get our fitness instructors, um, fitness instructors qualification. qualification. Yeah. And that's allowed us to uh, work. We used to work at Alexander Stadium. Oh, okay. Fitness instructor in there early, early two, after school, like early, early 2004, two. 2005, early okay. ages. Yeah. Some kind of years. Did that for a bit and that's when, I don't know, we got bored and then that's when the rebirth, that's when the birth of S-Squad started after that. That's when we took on the, the music stuff. But then, um, so yeah, we've all been into sports. Or athletics or that. And fast forward, 2011. One of my older sisters. She used to always mention a guy that she used to train with. Let's go to his classes. She say name Ezra. You should hear the name, yeah. but yeah, man. <laughs> Back then though, where the gym guys don't not be on the cardio. Not be on the cardio like that. <laughs> no, that's the next thing for, the, for brothers as well, man. The eagles back there, cardio on the gym side. They need to balance too. Never really into it. I don't know what what made me go one at a time. So went to was that Broadway? You said that Broadway. He went. He went first. I was uh, ready at first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With my sister, and then I saw. It just amazed me that I saw a, a big hall that Broadway, big sports hall full of black people. Because yeah. when I'm doing classes before, I'm seeing it's more the majority of the crowd white people. The instructors white. 
what they're doing in their own way with the music's their own way some like techno, te- techno kind techno of techno type yeah. of sound but I'm like even though it's a good class it's like, I can't get into it so when I went to Ezra's I'm like alright it's easy pain big people music yeah I'm seeing my brethren's dad there yeah so so like my friends will be in his area he'd know the parents of my friends so that's yeah so I'm looking at thinking oh that's so this old mum she goes Ezra you just see the connection I'm like wow this is mad and then when I did the class my fitness was horrible at the time maybe the street because I know how fit we was from doing football playing from yeah. a young age play for school team interleague we used to do interleague whole school as well school yeah hands of Panthers we said play yeah all in the game those are little things district mm. teams and that. So yeah. to know that fitness was put up then and then I'm going to there and I'm blowing out yeah like, nah this wake up call I started to go there and then we built up a proper relationship with Ez yeah we always go with Jimmy like a proper relationship yeah, fast forward. My, my, well, my journey from there as well was when I first started. I remember just kind of being like embarrassed. You know, when you're frustrated with yourself, like, ah, man, I'm better than this, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was running through the halls and I was just tired. I'm looking at people, I'm looking at, yo, are, are, you, are you ahead of me like that? Yeah, because <laughs> Ezra's different. This, he just, he's yeah. gunny. So that, that, yeah. was, that was a wake up, definitely 100% big wake up call for me in terms yeah. of fitness it, card. I was strong. But we're fit in yeah. the cardio health and it was also inspirational because <coughs> me and we've always aside from our interest is music and sports so aside from the music we was always like we used to go out on the stadium all the time we used to look at the people and be like you know, imagine if this was uh, imagine if you could have a say twin beat I can't remember what we called it then it was that twin saying that imagine if this was uh, you could have a place about man yeah crazy Matt Dennis was a four you know thinking you wouldn't know how to break that down and see the, the set up on it so fast forward we see Ezra doing his thing like wow this is possible yeah, it definitely calls on the belief that you are. Yeah. Seeing someone from my own community, he knows my aunties and that, and referencing names. I, mean, I used to go to school with my auntie or yeah. you know certain one eyes mum from the rest background and all that. Yeah, you know, called he's a connection there. So I'm like, wow, look at that. He knows everyone knows everybody. And then fast fast forward from that a little bit. Me and, me and Ezra used to work at the same car rental company, so we used to li- deliver cars and stuff. Me and me and Ezra jump in a car to say we're gonna pick up a car in Albury. Yeah, kind of build, drop him to that car, drop then drop him to that car so he gets in that one. Then my one might need to go to a business or I drop off my one, jump into his. Doing that a lot, we used to always reason about stuff. Yeah, speak about deep stuff. So I remember on the podcast you did with him, a lot of the stuff that he says on there, I always he told me oh, a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah, done Christians and his fitness journey. Yeah, fast forward a little bit, he was he said he got approached by a lower road about um, expanding his classes. Yeah. Say, he couldn't do it on his own, so he wanted to add some more people. And I said to him, you know what? Yeah, Peter can do that, man. So this is when we just graduated. I was kind of lost. I didn't know, know what to do job-wise and nothing like that. Yeah, Peter can do that, man. He said he thought about it. Thought about another woman that was Sandra. My head on it, man. I think it could have been the next day. Probably like, in the week. Like, come back to us and say, yo, I'm two on board kind of thing. And that's how we started our classes on the Ace Fitness. We, named, we had, a, had a Tuesday. We called it Ch- Twin Saying Tuesday. That was oh, yeah, name. that... Down Lower Road. That was the name of the class that we came up with. And then from we did one more as well on a Monday, two incredible Monday. Yeah, that was at the Broadway, the Boyd's one. I think it was there probably a year or two. Yeah. Because we kinda I guess we had more expensive ideas and how to do I think our own way we just decided to do it on our own. Yeah. It was no it wasn't um like a bad split or kind of bad vibe kind of it thing. It was conflict to injuries, but not crazy. Yeah. And there that's that's when we formed Twin Save Fitness. From there, we just kind of just kept going forward and came up with the merch, different merch and different ideas, concepts. Our website now, 
Instagram type thing. So, so it's more, had more control in how we would do it. Yeah. And in that space time, that's when we qualified as a personal trainer as well. So level three, had the level two already, graduate for the level three. That knowledge made us capable of training people on a one-to-one basis as well. So more professionalism too, we need to add more more to the more to the table when it comes to clients that engage with us. So what's the fitness like? So if a client came like to Twin Saints Fitness, would you sit down with that client to decide which of the two would work with that individual or do you come how, how does it work? We share the same social media so kind of you have a picture sometimes if you get online inquiries it's kind of you have a picture of message first or, oh, okay. or if it's a relatable area where all this, it's equal though it's not yeah. um, but that's pretty much how we respond whoever sees the message first because we're going to ping up on our phone or whatever yeah Let's take it from there so, so does one it, person specialise in one area or is it just like generic pretty much similar across the board yeah because we both work at Pure Gym as well yeah I work at the West Bromwich Brom is one Someone, when someone is inquiring about one-to-one, say that's where, say where we're based at, obviously pure gym. Yeah. Depending on what area they're closest to, it makes yeah, sense where we go, Arcadian or West Brom. Yeah. So that's how we kind of tailor it in terms of, you know, we say we pick up the message first, but yeah. it makes sense for him to talk to them because they go to his gym. He has to sleep to him and vice versa. Yeah. Okay. So it's like we, we go through this. I would say we're, we're also, well, we're not just people that say we're personal trainers and just pick up anybody it's a proper process or onboarding process yeah. what, what does that look what's so the... in terms of finding out your goals structure a package for you know, the waiver forms just check if you've got any um, online issues Con- consultation yeah that's the get to know the person and know their goals and ideas yeah. fitness history exercise history yeah. health um, issues any injuries yeah. Yeah. all those things first so it's not per- just person A won't necessarily get the same even though they're acquiring about the same thing Person A might not necessarily get the same as person B. Oh, two so, different people, yeah. two different results. So it's tailor-made to, exactly. to that individual. Communicate with each client, build it from there, see what their strengths and weaks are, their likes, dislikes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So do you have clients that come to you and say, I want to look like this? Are you open and yeah. honest with them in terms of... Well, you, know, you, have, you have to be, man. Sometimes, some of them will say, I want to look this like this in my, um, by my birthday, but say, when's your birthday? X amount of weeks and it's like it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Can't get that in shape You're too way too much in order to, way too much right now to get to that. It's gonna take a lot longer. Yeah. But alongside that, in that time limit, you don't know how to do certain exercises that's gonna help you to get there. So I need to condition your mind to teach you how to do those safely and effectively as well. Oh okay. So it might even take yeah. even longer than you actually want. Yeah. So, so a lot a lot of people can get a bit discouraged or that's kinda of where you kinda of separate the real from the not yeah. so serious ones, I guess. Yeah. But certain people just want a quick fix. Yeah. And if you if you know if you know you've been eating a certain way or not training for five years, you know, if you fix something in yeah. two three months. It's not gonna. You have to be real. You have to let them know that that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Same like someone with a bad um, financial credit. You want to fix it overnight. It takes time. Oh yeah. Similar kind of thing. It's a, and I did see that to be fair. Just to co-sign that because again, it, it turns out with my daughter, and I saw how. When she was training with you, you kind of like went back to basic in terms of this is how you do the exercise properly. You show them how to do the exercise properly. Then as the weeks were going, you were like stepping it up a little bit and still keeping her just outside her comfort zone, but not too much to just write her off. Like it it was outside. And I did see the differences in terms of the uh, sports, what she's doing. I did see the differences. So it's... 
No, I do echo what you say there. In terms of that, yeah, as well, it's just getting people into the mindset as well of investing in themselves. Like I like uh, to echo what you were saying about people want a quick fix. It's a, it's a lifestyle choice that people are going to commit to rather than saying, "Oh, my, my friend's wedding's coming up, or we want to go on holiday." All them kind of things where people don't speak. I just want to be the best version of myself. That's when when I hear those conversations from people, I know that's when this is a long term. This is a client where you're not going to mess me about because that all comes with it as well. You get. Yeah. She flaky clients where I've had clients where book two not to have a session and then cancel and then because they mine it right and then wanna have to refund them back. It's going back to they realize what kind of work you gotta put in. Yeah. That's not built for it. Yeah. Yeah, as they think, seen this thing on YouTube or Instagram, you know, they, you know, they look all hype transformation, quick ones. Yeah. yeah. You might see the favorite celebrity doing this and that. They think that's how it is. It's not necessarily like that. Yeah. Get, can drink this little quick drink and. Belly gonna go. Yeah. Things don't, don't work like that, man. So all, it's all about being. I don't know if you understand the calories and stuff, but yeah. if you want to lose weight, you gotta be have to be in like what's called a calorie deficit. So oh. even if you want to gain weight, it's what's called a calorie surplus. But those those products that they have, some of them, um, say for example, a drink might have a lot of fiber in, so it makes yeah. you full for longer. Yeah. If you're full for longer, you're gonna eat less calories in. Yeah. So it's not the drink that's just making you lose weight. It's the fact that you're not eating. So much calories that's gonna make you lose weight anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's quite like a placebo effect in a way. Mm. But if you just stuck, you, you didn't have to use a drink. Just eat less calories and eat smart, smart food group choices. Mm. And is that all part of a consultation as well? Yeah, Where yeah, when you go yeah. for your consultation, is that area you talk about? Over there, for eating habits, yeah. exercise history, medical anything they might need. To. Like say, for example, a woman on the pill that can affect her weight on ships and that can affect her weight gain. Oh, I had a few clients like that before. Oh, okay. Some just people, certain yeah. people just love the fizzy drinks and stuff. Kind of, kind of, kind of wean them. You can't just, you can't just do cold turkey and say, yeah. cut that out straight away. You kind of got to ease them off, warms them off. Yeah. Too much alcohol, same kind mm-hmm. of thing. 2020 now, that year came and it was very unprecedented for everyone. Gyms locked down, training stopped, and your line of work is the fitness, the gyms. How did that affect you? So put everyone at a stencil at first. It was kind of confusing what he was able, even able to do. When he started seeing people doing the online stuff, like the online classes, we already had a group of people that we already trained with. We set up like WhatsApp groups and we kind of got that community vibe. So we keep in touch that way. So we kind of put it out there that we were going to do Zoom classes yeah. to figure it out ourselves. And we did like a trial one first. I guess it was innovative in that way because you're doing something you ain't done before and it worked. Yeah. People liked it, enjoyed it. We've been doing it up and from from then till now. Oh, nice you up until now as well. Yeah. First lockdown got lifted. So we started doing the boot camps, which is outside in Hansworth Park. How did that one come about? Or did you plan it, or was that all because the lockdown was lifted yeah, and you said, "Okay, let's." We always had the idea for that outdoor boot camps from a long time, but I guess that forced it, the, it forced us to do it more because of the weather and because of our clientele. Just thought it'd be off-putting for a lot of people. Oh yeah, but I suppose with the lockdown, it, it influenced a lot of people like to do it anyway. Because people just wanted to come out now. Such a long break as well. Yeah, so from there, just just gradually, just grew. I think had access for one class at like seventy odd people. Yeah, I Crazy. saw the video. Crazy. When he sent me the video, I was thinking, was, why? Mm-hmm. Why is this? It's supposed to be some didn't, carnival or something. We didn't even we didn't anticipate it being that big to be fair. Yeah. First we started because of the restrictions and the numbers, we kinda of kept it at thirty. We only had so much interest. 
we've seen that the lockdown was kind of being lifted a little bit more. It's kind of kind of came with our strategize our own minds and figure out way how we could cater to more. Because there's two of us, it made it a bit easier. Screw to the numbers like 60, 70 plus. Yeah. So once the lockdown's lifted now, is there any plans to bring that back or what? How is how would that look? 100. We've got been talking about a few ideas already. Want to enhance it, make it more numbers than 70. <laughs> yeah. I got a goal in my head. I got 100 goal, 100 people goal in my head. I've always had that in my head. Yeah. So that's, I want to, I visioned it. So I'm going to make it come to light. Yeah. We want to go into, um, in the, it's still in process now, but we want to look about our own building and look about it that way as well. See how that can work. Yeah. Just looking at other, other outlets where we can, you know, progress and reach out more people. More. Keep it our own thing as well. Not having to, not, not someone else being the middleman. Like Pure yeah. Gym is a middleman. It's like a base where you can train someone. Yeah. on our own thing yeah it's just kind of figuring out how to go about and do that now yeah that's the next level see enhance us as a brand grow as people you know learn more things establish ourselves more online yeah YouTube stuff like that throughout all of them um, trials and tribulations of work and different things like that versus both even both we have conversations all the time come to that realisation like you're never going to get nothing unless you do it yourself yeah unless you create your own thing yeah nobody's going to pay no more jobs are going to pay you what you feel like you're worth. Yeah. Maybe if you if you work your way up along the scale, but even then, that's, you don't know how long it's going to take. Could take decades or whatever. Yeah. I feel like I'm at that point now. I was going to go put everything into this thing. Yes, yeah. so I'm at that point right now. And with the award, let's quickly talk about that award before we start wrapping. Because <laughs> there's, there's so much things that you guys part, have done. And I'm not... Jay's looking at me and saying, Woo. <laughs> Time. Well, <laughs> yeah, the award. And the winners are the Twin Peaks Pizza. How did it? Because I know, I remember when you, um, I saw it banding about and, you know, people to do the voting and so forth. But how did it feel? You're there sitting, both with your tuxedos because you were looking sharp. <laughs> <laughs> and your name got called. What was that feeling like? You you for it moment. I don't, I don't I don't even know if you thought it was gonna win. I didn't expect nothing to be fair. So yeah. So when they said the name, I was like, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, when we do stuff, that's why when people sit us down and say, yo, you man, do nothing. So only when I don't when really I see and then digest them like, oh, we are trying, we are kind of doing stuff. Yeah. Because we just do when we're doing what we're doing. You like oh my, like you saying with the award. Not seeing it as a big thing. Just, when you see the classes that we're doing the boot camps outside, not seeing it, just do just something. Do something it. you want to do. Something just, you want to do. Because we're just doing it, not seeing the, how the outsiders are looking at it. Like, oh, that's big, or I don't know. Yeah. That's with a lot of things we do. We don't really don't do nothing to, to say, yeah, man. Clout or not, yeah, not yeah. for no just do praise it. or nothing. You just want to just do when, it. When we stop and someone says, oh, you, I rate you what you like are doing, it's nice to hear, but then when you hear it, like, oh, didn't realize this man's really had that type of impact on what we're doing. Yeah, so just literally just doing what we're doing. Yeah, so yeah, but still in the awards, still figuring it out in a way as well. The euphoric one got to meet a lot of um, a lot of established people. I think that's what it done. It gave us a lot of networks. It gave yeah. us a lot of um, access to a people who are already out there in position. Yeah, so we got that communication, that network. When I say your network is your network or whatever. Yeah, so we got those communications there, so we can reach out to certain people. Because it's the world co-signs us and it separates us from people that are doing what we're doing in yeah. similar areas of 
as well. So it's kind of solidified itself in a certain way. Yeah. So I think that's what it's done for us as well. It's boosted the names, it boosted up our credentials, I would say as well. Yeah. And that, like I was saying about yeah, yeah, family members being somewhere. Yeah. Mum was at that one. Yeah, yeah, she got to see that as well. So that that was that was that nice. Was proud, that was a proud to moment see. to make her see. But yeah, I don't know. You know, you know, with your mum, just want you to be secure. So obviously, doing what we do is more entrepreneurial stuff. And yeah. I mind experience, get a steady something this and that. But you know, not like say she had seen the journey, but that was her kind of more evidence for her to see and do so. To solidify that she saw what we've been starting from when we started to now. Yeah, it's been elevated and it's been recognised. Yeah, rather than just like we're just trying to team with you. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm just proud of that. Because again, I can only talk about with the experience with you know training my daughter and that. It's always you ask the questions of you know what do you want, what do you want to work on. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to ask you now a final question for each of you. We've <coughs> talked about a journey here. Which been it's been an extensive journey from the beginning to the end. It's even covered much as well. And more to cover there's, as well. there's a lot more to cover. <laughs> no, think about it, but when you look back from the early age, as you said, you lost your dad when you was young. You um, knew your father's side of the family later. Growing up in the inner city, you know some of the anxieties that you've talked about. And, and the achievements and, you know, the acting reward. I'll ask you this one first. When you reflect back, how do you feel now sitting here at this present moment? How does it make you feel? I look at myself from the outside. I have to say, yo, you need to be proud of yourself. You got something to be proud of. Yeah. Uh, you kind of, so many things that you faced kind of didn't work in your favour. You were, in many ways, you're not supposed to be here doing, even just, even on here talking about this. Yeah. Something to be proud of, man. I have to always pat myself on the back and I need to do that more as well. Yeah. But it's not easy. It hasn't been an easy journey. It's still difficult, still challenging car. You got financial challenges as well. You know, it might look a certain way with what we do. Yeah. Still things you still want to achieve for yourself. But knowing that we've done this so far and still just kind of trying to figure it out, it makes you think, imagine if we put more effort and dedication and time into really focusing on this thing properly yeah. and seeing where this can grow and go. Yeah. So something to be proud of, man. Like I said, I need to make myself more aware that salute myself some more yeah. than I actually do. And let me see if I've got this right now. That's Philip's yeah. um, summary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. alright. Yeah, man. Yeah. I hope you're not tricking me. <laughs> so Peter, same question to you. Like, you know, reflecting back, sitting here today now, how how does it make you feel? It's a sense of achievement. It's similar echoing what Rob said. Sense of achievement. Just knowing that, you know, when you go through life and you set yourself a plan and all that kind of things, there's loads of stuff that we've achieved that was not part of the plan that we've exceeded the expectations as well. Even just doing twin set, it was just more, I think it was the same, going to get graduate degree and I was going to just going to teach classes. That was the, I think the initial plan. So I wanted to never work like that. To see how much more we've developed twin saying in terms of getting our own merch. Doing stuff on that own website, we're doing stuff online, we're selling. It's just awesome. Oh, man, I was done it self as well. Done, yeah. Everything done. So. Sorry to cut you. Even I don't know. Um, in the first lockdown as well, Lucas Aid Sport was doing like. Oh a, yeah, um, the Lucas Aid stuff. Like a campaign for home workouts for, um, to keep sustain mental health and to keep people um, active throughout the lockdown. So I had to create a fifteen minute. I had to create a fifteen minute home workout 
um, and I just posted it, sent it to them. Didn't think nothing of it, and then it's been used, it's been, and you get um, that money for that as well. They, they give you a thousand pounds for successful video, so that's what I got. And my videos are on the Luke Say um, Instagram page, Kissing Now, yeah. so you can follow it along if you want to. If you're bored, you want a home workout to do, yeah. you do that. So yeah. yeah, stuff like that. It just it's, it's evolved me. It's made it's made us come. It's made us become more because a lot of people, especially in the escort days. We're more of the because we're just beat makers, we're more the reserve one, but we just doing the same stuff. It's made us to step up. You have, yeah. to, you have to be leaders, you have to be at the leader. forefront. You have yeah, to be outspoken. It's always been us, but we just, you know, we met the beats as a favorite. Yeah. That's how, kind of, that's how a man's character is anyway, until you get to know us like that. You yeah. start to see different sides, but definitely have, have to make us have to pass up and jump out, put the leader cap on and exceed expectations and jump and do, come outside your comfort zone, basically. Yeah. I want you to step outside the um, retirement from the beat making. We need under, we need a beat for the you know what? the intro. You know, I'm trying, but it's, 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 it's lifestyle. I don't know. It's what type of what type of beat would you want though? Anything. Send you a feel. Send some beats for you. We must have some archive ones. Again, before we wrap up, I know Jay's giving me some eyes now, but <laughs> if you could go back right and speak to a younger twins. What advice would you give the young twin, knowing what you know now? <clears throat> if you could go back and speak to the little man, what well, what would you say? Definitely be stuff stemmed around purpose talk, like get on the purpose and tell what really makes you spark. Like I don't know, just I think growing up in our distraction, you know, dealing with women or whatever, whatnot, getting caught with your friends, you know, take your life seriously. And that's what I would say: take life seriously as well. Whatever it is you want to do, go for it. And, and not for for me or for your brothers. Go for it for you. Know what lifestyle you want out of life. Really go for it. Just be the word I use: be consistent and persistent as well in terms of your approach. And just always be willing to upgrade and level up yourself. Yeah, and just um, just to know it's not going to be an easy road, but all the challenges and adversities are going to shape you up and mold you and grow you to be ultimately prepared for what the ultimate thing is as well in your life so but more it basically be a purpose talk in terms of yeah. I would say I would say um, use the cars that you dealt as fuel to fire your flame in terms of getting where you want to go like obviously us growing up you know, perhaps can either make that break it or, or make you in a sense like use that as a motivation in the sense of you have an upper edge you have more to prove because you didn't come up with disadvantage you got you had a disadvantage so Pat yourself on the back more. Keep going, getting what you want to, where you want, where you want to reach to. Because these things that, that have come across over the cars that you've been dealt, you're not really supposed to have made it this far. So you keep using those things as fuel and motivation. Yeah, you might be able to, um, you might sit down and feel a certain way about them, maybe be emotional and stuff as well, but also use them as positives, help it to fuel it and motivate it to get where you want to go. People that, people that come up like us or come up with a certain adversities that we may, we may have came across, don't necessarily make it there. A lot of things might break themselves, might, might break them. Yeah. And to just keep pushing through that, there's, it's, it's more it's more commendable than someone who had those advantages when you start with. When you get to that, that place of enlightenment or heights, you, you appreciate it more when you've got to go through. You know what, like, man's no one like to be low. So when we're getting over to this level where we're doing certain achievements and appreciate it more, it feels it's got a different type of weight to it. Embrace them, man. Embrace them, Carl. say that, don't think just because to say embrace the, the pain and all that, but you have to like I said, use it as fuel because you've got an advantage point over someone that's just been spoon fed or 
But when you when you when you reach adult, adulthood, for people that see you are younger, when you tell them your your story, that's something that can fuel them as well. Because say you made it, you did this and that. You're a graduate. You did this you didn't really do the. You didn't get caught up in the gang and the road thing. You know, it's, it's right there on your doorstep, and you chose to go to avoid it or go different routes. Even though you even though it's face right there with you, you still chose a different path, and it, and it, it makes you so much more. I guess could say stronger in a different way. You have to be headstrong to kind of avoid them kind of things, but it's not easy. You know, what can come with that in terms of money, making money, a certain reputation and all the kind of things. But choosing to go a different route and achieving other things that you never thought you were capable of doing, something to be proud of and show other people that you can be just as good, if not better as well. Yeah, just purpose, purpose talk, man. Yeah. Find your purpose or you're wasting air, man. Yeah. Also talk. Find yourself, yeah. man. Find yourself, man. That's Find yourself and don't, don't, don't rely on, don't try and use distractions to try and avoid those pains you might feel. Yeah. That be, I notice a lot of us as men use women as our distraction, hide our pains and stuff. Most men are emotion as well. We just show it differently. Yeah, we use a lot of us may use women for that avoid, but you don't realize hurt people hurt people and yeah. kind of just kind of causing like a cycle effect. And like how certain generations that's what might breed up the place and yeah, you started around the place. You don't want to kind of repeat that cycle because you just kind of grow up with it. You just growing up the same kind of way. So kind of deal with them pains and face them. If you need to get help, therapy and all them kind of things, do it. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that car. You do it for you at the end of the day. Yeah. Advocate and them kind of things. Self-help, audio books, getting a therapist, a counsellor, whatever, man. But deal with them things. Don't 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 bury them and, and hone them to make you be a certain way. Yeah. And and feel like you have to be this bravado kind of character in yeah. front and act like you're not on top of you. When you're at home, you're sitting out crying or yeah. reflecting by yourself and messing up your head in that way. Okay. Face your fears and do it anyway, man. We could speak all day today, hmm. but I want to thank you for inviting us into your world and for allowing us to gain a better understanding of the twins. Yeah, it's, like, it's like therapy, man. I've yeah. never really spoke on this deep level for so long to someone before, so yeah. It's and a good I, thing. What I like as well is that it makes people realize that there's more to us than us. This fitness guys, man. yeah, way, way more layers to us as individuals and as, as yeah. a duo. And just with us training more that we even get to touch upon as well yeah and I, I definitely see it as therapy I'm just speaking to the, the rest of the um, lads in there and the whole thing of why we started this up was and a number of reasons is to speak to individuals from the community to get a better understanding of them and also to push out a positive narrative but during this journey I found it therapeutic for myself talking and you know it's just sharing experiences and we all realize that we're all on the same journey but we just have different experiences of that journey but we've gone down the same pathway so i want to thank you for coming up and, and being as open and, and candid yeah. as as you were yeah man it was, i never spoke like this to really no one before really yeah yeah that's respect, respect for that. And if anyone wanted to get in contact with you before we close up, how could they, you know, contact you and, Stop. you know, the merch? Thank you for the merch as well. Yeah, I'll be wearing my T-shirt proudly. <laughs> but yeah. Don't help me. And for anyone that's coming up here, listen, the, the twins have set the bar now. They've, they've, they've brought their merch in. So you can't, you can't come empty handed now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, how how can people get involved or if they wanted to train or 
to purchase some of your merchandise. So in Instagram probably the most active one. Just type in Twin Peas, Twin Saint Fitness on uh, Instagram. So look in the bio. We got like a, um, a link tree link. So it's got our website, YouTube channel, Facebook, all that kind of thing. Okay. Say so directly go to Instagram. Yeah. Twin Peas, Twin Saint Fitness. Lads, thank you for coming up. It's the end of our episode today. Appreciate Until it. we speak to you again next week. Peace. Appreciate it. Thank you.